Hey, you are watching and listening to the Emerge podcast with Ashley Henderson. The Emerge episodes will be uploaded on a weekly basis to help you achieve personal growth, discover your entrepreneur skills, and stay inspired with Christian motivation by discovering that the Bible was and still is very relevant. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Emerge podcast so you don't miss weekly videos on inspiration and encouragement. All right, let's tune in to this week's episode. It's been two years since I moved from New Jersey down to North Carolina, and although this change had its fair share of challenges, it has been one of the best decisions I've ever made. One of the main reasons for this has to do with the toxic environment that I left. I'd like to share with my listeners what the Holy Spirit revealed to me about the danger of bad company. The Bible challenges us to consider the company we keep and their influence on our character. Human nature is to reflect the behavior of those we spend the most time with. This doesn't mean to keep company with like-minded people alone. The Bible is cautioning us to keep the truth of the gospel at the center of our souls in order to guard our hearts and take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Jesus himself was often found amidst bad company. His mission to reach those who were lost carries on in us through his command to go and share the gospel with all people. Pastor Tim Ross once said, Jesus didn't hang around sinners. Sinners hung around Jesus. That's a huge difference. So let's talk about it. What does 1 Corinthians 15.33 mean by bad company and good character? In the book of Psalm, chapter 1, 1 through 2, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. What we believe about who Jesus Christ is and where he is now determines the validity of our faith as Christ followers. We believe in the resurrection and we know our life on earth is not the final destination. This truth affects the way we live our daily lives. We seek to be an influence rather than being influenced because we know that bad company corrupts good character. Although we can claim to follow Christ, our lives may fail to reflect it. David Mathis explains, Christian holiness is not the avoidance of darkness at all costs. It includes going into the darkness, letting our light shine without compromise, and bringing people back from the darkness by the power of God. Our job is to be vessels of the gospel so their ears may hear the truth about how much God loves them. So, how can we keep good character despite those we come into contact with? 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We can hold on to our good character by clinging to the one whom we attribute goodness to in the first place. Apart from God, we can do nothing, and we all fall short of the glory of God. But God is faithful. He places people in our lives both to disciple and those who disciple us. 
Rick Warren explains, God wants you to love everyone, show kindness to everyone, and to be able to help everyone. If you don't have any non-Christian friends, you won't be around anyone who needs to hear the good news, but your best friends should be Christians. They should be strong believers. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God, we cheer each other on and it revives us as we walk back out into the world to seek and save the lost for Christ. The world will wear us down and we do need our best friends to be brothers and sisters in Christ who rally us back to a full tank of gas when we're empty. Local church communities are extremely important for this among many other reasons. We were just not meant to be alone. In fact, when Jesus sent out his disciples, he sent them out in pairs. When considering who bad company is and the status of our good character, there are three things we can do daily to align our lives to God's will. Number one, pray. The Bible says to pray continually. When we do, it brings forth clarity, wisdom, and peace in our hearts. Secondly, read the Bible. God communicates to us through scripture. His word is life to us. When we cling to his truth daily, we are better able to discern what the next steps are. And lastly, love and be loved. We were not meant to be idle or alone. We need Christ-centered friends to run the race with and to go out into the world and spread the love and joy of Jesus to others. Now, I want to shed some light on the dangers of bad company in a more practical sense. One of the most overlooked and ignored warnings in all of scripture is found in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Here the Lord tells us to not be deceived. But deceived about what? What exactly does evil company and good habits mean? Two very great questions. Now let's go deeper to find the answers. Let's break down piece by piece what this verse is saying. Do not be deceived. In other words, to be led astray, to wander, to roam aimlessly, to be led away from the truth and into error and sin. Evil company or bad, worthless, wicked companionship, conversation, speech, talk, corrupts good habits. Corruption destroys, spoils good habits, morality, a virtuous character, or one's manner of life. Now, what does the scripture mean? The Lord is warning us not to be easily deceived into thinking his words and admonitions are meant for someone else and not for us. Maybe he meant them for someone not quite as spiritual as we are, someone not quite as mature, not quite as smart. Maybe someone weaker, more naive, someone that can't be trusted to always do the right thing at the right time like we can. Seriously? It's that kind of thinking that gets us into trouble every single time. Wouldn't you agree? The first warning is about deception. We are not to be deceived into thinking what God is telling us is either not true or doesn't apply in our situation. We are not to be deceived into believing this warning was meant for someone else. You know why? Because that's exactly the rationalization each of us makes regarding God's word whenever his word won't allow us to do what we want to do and what we think is right. After all, we want to follow our heart, right? 
Yet we knowingly forget God states our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So, to have the knowledge of God, our heart would be the last thing we would want to follow. Yet we still do, over and over again, and we never seem to learn. The second warning is about the essence of the deception, and it's the lie that convinces us that we can play with fire and not get burned, that we can roll around in the mud and not get dirty, or that we can live like the world, think like the world, look like the world, value what the world values, and crave the world's love and acceptance, yet remain pure from the world. I mean, how foolish is that? God tells us there is a one-way path when we associate with evil people. Just one way. And that way is from purity to defilement, from virtue to sin, from light to darkness, from worth and value to corruption and decay. It's a one-way street that leads us from holiness to depravity and not the other way around. Here are some examples of the lies we tell ourselves. But I know the God in me will change their hearts if I just spend enough time with them and do the things they are doing. Deception. How about this one? But I love him, and I know that if we date or get married, he will someday see the Jesus in me and become a Christian. I just know it. You're being deceived. Or this one. Hey, they're my friends. I can hang out with them and just not do what they are doing. You know, I can be a light in their darkness. You're deceived. Non-believers never become believers by osmosis. That takes a sovereign act of God. And we have been warned by the Lord not to be deceived into thinking good morals or good character will redeem bad company. And in fact, the truth is just the opposite. Don't be deceived into thinking this warning from God doesn't apply in your case for whatever reason you can draw up in your mind to justify your disobedience. It's just not going to happen. You know why? Because God is a man that he should not lie. I'll admit this wasn't a fun topic to discuss, but I know that this subject is something I wish I had known at the beginning of my relationship with Jesus. It took me years to finally understand that not everyone is for you and that being silent in the companion of fools is wisdom. I'd be lying if I said I got it right on the first try because I didn't. When God revealed to me who people were, I didn't believe him and the consequences of my disobedience was painful. I truly believe that one who doesn't hear must feel. The circle I was in didn't fit my goals. There was a lack of spiritual guidance, maturity, and accountability. All necessities that are essential to growing in your relationship with God was missing. My message to you is to mind the company you keep by keeping Jesus at the center of your life. If you've enjoyed this episode, and maybe you're someone or know someone who doesn't have those iron sharpened iron relationships, consider giving this video a thumbs up, sharing with your friends and family, and subscribing to the channel. This was episode 15 of the Emerge podcast, Mind the Company You Keep. Thank you all for listening.